put you on the payment. Put you on the payment plan. Okay. It'll be fine. Awesome. All right. So good morning, everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we have a lot to do today, and we're going to be. Ooh, I'm so sorry. We have a lot to do, and you guys are going to be participating, but it's going to be different from uh, the usual participation. It's you're going to participate in a, in a different way. So, pray. Okay, so let's pray, and we will get started. So, Father, we just thank you for this day, and Lord, we thank you for. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for the message that Pastor gave. Um, Lord, it is definitely a game changer. It's a paradigm shift, uh, Lord, and we're grateful for it. We're grateful to be part of a community that strives to do grace and truth equally well. And Father, we thank you because, uh, Lord, it is who Jesus is. It says that, you know, Moses brought the law, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, Father... Um, we know that each of us will be challenged in our own way, um, Lord, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing to be challenged because at the end of the day, Lord, we want to be the people that you've called us to be. It's not about our Christianity. It's not about our opinion. It's about what your word says and what your Holy Spirit is calling us to. So we thank you, Lord. We pray for open hearts, Lord, as we go through this teaching today. And Father, we just pray... Um, Lord, as we're coming to the close of an era, Lord, um, we have been doing this for over 10 years, Lord, in a certain way and, and at a certain time. And so, Lord, we know things are shifting and, it, and it's not. Um, we know that, Lord, that you are doing some things and, Lord, you're doing not only things in the church. You're not you're only doing you're doing things in the body. But, Lord, you're also trying to do things in us. The question is will we listen so we thank you lord and we we just open our hearts to you now it's in jesus name we pray amen amen all right everybody so this is the second part of the two-week teaching um that my wife started um and awesome teaching relationship with god starts with communication with god and last week we talked about um, we talked about the scripture, and I don't have it in front of me. But Jesus says that I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I have uh, said. So we talked about the three parts of communication and. Um, there were some others, but the, the basic thing was one has to speak. There's a listening, and then there's content. Right? Then we added to that from the class, feedback, vulnerability, the right attitude of heart. In other words, desire. And so um, it's interesting, especially, again, in this time, in this season of change, uh, that we would really, the Lord would have us really concentrate on that because if we are going to be changed and transformed there has to be some kind of communication and we talked about last week how in the church we've talked to kind of pray 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 but we've never really been taught how to listen right and again it's part of that communication because in a relationship if one person is talking and the other person is listening that's not much of a relationship right so um, we're really excited for what um, we're going to do today but I'm going to open up I'm going to give you a scripture and then we're going to do a little bit more review and then we're going to jump right into um, the class today which is going to be participatory so this scripture is uh, Hebrews 1 1 and it says in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. 
The sun is the radiance of God's glory. I'm sorry. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So again, in the past, God spoke through to, uh, to our ancestors through the prophets in different ways, but this last time, he speaks through his son. And again, if God, if the word says that Jesus is speaking, the obvious question is, are we listening? So Joe's covered a little bit about how God speaks. And last week we were talking about, you know, yeah, he speaks through the Bible, right? And it's pretty easy for us when we're reading the Bible or when we hear somebody sharing from the Bible, the things that sound like commands, thou shalt not, right? We, we get that. That's, you know, when, when we were all kids and we would, you know, go and touch something that we weren't supposed to touch, we would hear no, right? Or don't do that. And so those are really clear. But when it comes to things like the Beatitudes, I, I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I think it wasn't until I heard Ron and Jean cover the Beatitudes that I actually finally got it because I was like, I don't know how to do this. I had like no clue at all. I mean, so my challenge was this. Um, there's there's a scripture in Philippians, uh, excuse me, in Galatians 3.3. 3 where he says, having begun in the spirit, are you now going to finish in the flesh? So what we start in the, in the spirit is our relationship with Christ. And then we go around thinking that the rest of it, we've got, we can carry on. We can, I got this. We don't like sit there and ponder and come out with that statement, but we live our lives as if, oh, I can follow the rules. I have no problem. But God has more than rules for us. The Beatitudes, when I'll never forget, Jean put it on the board and she put B-E dash attitudes. And it's like, oh, that has to do with my being, like, like what flows from me. Well, I can't do that on my own. I cannot. I need his spirit. So as God is, is taking us through um, what we're learning here, I just want to represent the fact that God doesn't just speak through his word. He doesn't just speak to us maybe the way you hear him, you know. He doesn't he's not in a box. He can speak to us in different ways and use different means. And sometimes it's the person in front of you that he uses, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a memory that he brings to you. So we're not teaching you here today and telling you this is the way Stick to this, and this will always work for you. We just want to make that clear because it's actually anti what you're trying to teach. Exactly, completely anti what we're trying to teach. But we are going to bring something forward for you to experience. Now, somebody had had mentioned last week um, about also being sensitive to the obstacles that we have to hearing God, and different ones of us experience different obstacles at different times. Even people that we know that hear God, like we know people that like seem to be like, he's like right there, right next to them all the time. Even they experience times when they're not clear about what God is saying. So it, this is not about beating yourself up because you know, you're not hearing anything right now. It's totally cool not to hear anything right now. It's okay. Um, some of the things that sometimes get in our way are lies that we believe. Like we might believe that, you know, God doesn't speak to people anymore. We might have been in churches where that was taught. We might believe that um, it is, uh, uh, it, it's the spaghetti we had last night that we had that, that, that caused us to have that dream. Whereas maybe God was trying to show us something, right? And we're ignoring it because we've heard, oh, God doesn't do that anymore. Well, we might actually be fearful because we took a step out in faith one time because of something we believe God was saying and what we expected to have happen didn't happen. And so then we shut ourselves down and we, we were like, 
Well, I that heard wrong. I must have completely heard wrong. Um, whereas what we often don't realize is we come to God, especially in prayer, and a lot of times our hearts are set on what we are praying the outcome to be, and that's okay. It's okay to ask God what you want the outcome to be. Just be honest with yourself. But to give God enough room to, if we love him enough, to bring about what he knows is best for us, period. Because he sees us from Declan's age, welcome Declan, that's my newest little one, <laughs> to when we are in heaven with him because we're no longer on this earth. He sees the whole panorama of our lives. We only see right here, right now, okay? So he, he, he recognizes things that we don't recognize. Um, sometimes we've had trauma. Sometimes we have had, uh, we just are distracted in our hearts and in our minds. And that's what causes us to have difficulty hearing God. It's okay. Keep practicing what we're going to do. Yes. So one of the things, um, for me, I, I've had uh, I've had for many of my years a difficult time really tuning in with the Lord, just because, um, like many people, I got a million things going on, and so my brain is just going all the time. And even when I sit down to try to to pray. You know, I'm trying to pray and, you know, did you forget to do this, that, and I don't know if I'm the only one, but it, I mean, it's just, and the way life is now, it just, it's going a million miles an hour. So trying to pray is hard enough. And then you were saying, you want me to try to listen to God too? You know, do you guys really understand what's happening in 2019? Right. So... What Leona is going to bring today is is one of the ways that can help you hear God. Okay, but here's a couple of things: you're gonna have to be intentional about going after the Lord and hearing from the Lord. That's number one. You're gonna have to be intentional. You're not gonna have. There's no such. There's no more such thing as free time. All right. <laughs> Eliminate that from your vocabulary. Because maybe 20 years ago there was something called free time. Today there is no such thing as free time. So get that out of your mind. Number two, you're going to have to be intentional about it. Okay? So you're going to have to sacrifice some things. You're going to have to give up some things, right, to be able to enter into this communication with God. Okay? This was revealed to me almost over a year ago, where I got to the point of total frustration. I was sitting down, I was trying to read the word, I was trying to pray, I was trying to do, and none of that was working. Okay. So what ended up happening, God and I had a really good conversation, because there's some times when, you know, God can go, oh, right? so loud that it's like, right, he's fighting through the noise and you get to, and I got to that point and God goes, you know, this is not working. You're going to have to be intentional about it. So what I started doing was I set my alarm clock. Okay. I decided to give up 45 minutes of sleep every morning. And I wake up and I don't go through a ritual. I say, okay, God, it's you and me. First 45 Let's talk, right? And I say some stuff, and I listen, and I say some stuff. And when I first started doing it, what would happen is I would say some stuff, and then boom, 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 right? 45 minutes to getting up, right? What do we got to go do? You know, what, what's going on at work? You know, blah, 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 this and that I got to do, right? I had to be intentional about continuing to do it, not getting frustrated, right? One of the things that I've started doing now is that before I go to bed, right, everything goes off. The TV goes off. The phone goes off, right? And I have a place in my room where I sit and it's quiet. And I have my Bible and I have my devotional and I read, right? And I sit there and I ponder and I meditate and say, okay, God, well, how does this, 
what is it you're trying to tell me through this? And then I go to sleep. So he has the last few minutes before I go to bed, and he has the first few minutes when I wake up. That has begun to radically change the way I hear God. Because now what's happening is when I'm at work, right, now I'm in an air of, I'm in a place where, God, I want to hear you when I'm at work. I want to hear you when I'm driving down the street. I want to hear you when I'm in the executive washroom. I want to hear you when I'm sitting down at a production meeting and all hell is breaking loose and there's a word that you want me to drop in that's going to calm the situation. I need to hear you there, right? But I had to sacrifice. I had to sacrifice some shows that I was watching. I had to sacrifice what was on the phone, right? I had to sacrifice some sleep, right? Communication with God is not going to happen in, uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen on your terms, right? The word does say, right, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. So um, I like what Joe has shared a lot because um, I know for me, for a long time, the way of entering into the Lord was through worship. And uh, I'd play some worship music, and uh, that would just get me there. Um, but God has been wanting to change up stuff on me. Not because it, that doesn't work anymore, but because he's wanting to expand my horizon and help me get closer to that thing of being able to be instant with him throughout the day. And not just have had a great time in the Lord this morning and then the day goes crazy and I'm completely lost and isolated in my own world of the craziness of what has happened in the day. And so just consider this an opportunity to expand on maybe what you've been doing, or maybe this is what you've been doing, then I'd encourage you to seek another way. Many times people have a hard time quieting. And that's what Joe pictured. It can be really, really hard to quiet the noise in here. Forget the fact that we have technology. <laughs> it can be really hard to quiet this. But as he's encouraged us, we need to keep pursuing it. Because it's frustrating for the first month, the first six months. The first, I told you guys, it took me almost five years to be able to get to this point to bring this to you guys. And why are we doing this in this class? Because in order for me to have a healthy as healthy as possible relationship with this person whom I call my husband or with my sister when she and I get together, and we haven't done it in a while, but we get together maybe for lunch, right? I need to have a good relationship with God. If I don't have a good relationship with God, meaning if I'm not in communication with God, I may be the neck. They say women are the neck that turns the head. I may be the neck that's turning his head in the wrong direction. Spinning all around. Right? <laughs> or I may be encouraging my sister in a way that is not what God, not that it's sinful, but it's not in a way that God would have her to go. Right? So that's why we say communication and relationship with God are mirrored just like it is with us. So, um, one of the things we want to say to you is that we're going to be talking a little bit about meditation and we're going to tell you out front, we're not talking about TM or yoga or anything that uh, other faiths have done. Other faiths have their own form of meditation, but the Bible itself teaches us that there is such a thing as Christian meditation. Psalm 1 verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That doesn't mean the Ten Commandments. That means the whole word and counsel of God. That means the heart of God as well. And in God's law does he meditate day and night. Psalm 77 and 12. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. In the West, we took meditation to mean study, but it's not 
necessarily study because this is written from an um, from a Middle Eastern mindset, okay, not a Western Greek mindset. It really is to ponder, to imagine, to mull over, to mutter. It even means to roar, right? To make a sound so that that scripture, that the the picture that came to mind as you were reading it, just connects with you, okay? So we're going to. Jean is going to hand you out uh, just paper and a pen. If you didn't have a pen, if you do have a pen, don't take the pen, please. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have one, then take take this. We're gonna we're gonna do an exercise here. So um, as you're getting these things, um, there's a translation, Paul, I can't remember where, but Paul says, and you guys know, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, some, rev- some say think on these things, other, thing, other translations say meditate on these things, mm-hmm. right? Meditate on these things that are true and are lovely, right? Yep. So... <coughs> As Jean is handing that down and handing that out, and, and um, there's another piece, um, Ron. I'm gonna in a moment. I'll have you hand that out. In a moment. The first thing we're going to do is a Psalm 100 verse four, and I'm gonna read it to you, or you can look it up in your device. Psalm 100 verse four. It says, "Enter into his gates with thanksgiving." and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So with this particular scripture verse in mind, focus on one or two things you appreciate about your life or a memory or an experience you have had. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, um, is quote unquote godly. It can literally be, I would write right now, Lord, I am so thankful that baby Declan came into my classroom. He is the cutest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) He is amazing. I love how he's connecting with his soon-to-be Uncle Taylor. Just comfortable, as if he totally belonged. Lord, thank you for that. So I'm going to be quiet for two minutes and have you think of something that you can write on your paper or in your journal that you are thankful for. So the verse is, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Just write one thing, one thing that you are thankful. We're going to build on it. So one thing that you are thankful for. You're not showing this to anybody, so don't worry about spelling.
So sit in that that thing that the Lord just brought to you to be thankful for. Just just go back into that place uh, of gratitude, into whatever that was, a memory or experience, and notice how you feel. We've taught a lot about feeling words, so we're not looking for a thought. We're looking for a feeling about that thing that you've written down. So what, for example, I notice that I feel as I think about baby Declan here is I feel joy. I feel almost like butterflies in my stomach as well. So feeling emotionally and feeling in my body. I feel like smiling and I am. I feel warm, and I don't mean the hot flashes. I have those too, but the warmth I'm talking about is just the warmth of that this child brings me as I think about who his parents are, and I think about what his name means, man of prayer. I feel warm, and I thank God for that. So take another couple of minutes, what you feel emotionally and what you feel in your body. You might feel the coolness of the temperature in the room on your skin. You might just feel like taking in a deep breath. So before Leona goes on, um, one thing that I also want you to get in touch with, get in touch with how you feel about the quietness. Does the quietness make you uncomfortable? Because God may have something to say to you about that also. Just acknowledge it and write it on your paper. I want you to stay connected again to this thought, memory, experience. Um, I know our voices are kind of interruptive and that's okay. Um, Ask God in this memory 
to make his presence known to you. Pay attention to what sounds like or looks like God. Quickly reject, I mean like quickly reject what you pick up that's negative. A voice that says, no, that's not God. Shut it down. And if you have to say out loud, I'm not going there. Or that's a lie, say it. And if you have to say it out loud in here, say it. It's okay. I'm sure you've watched preachers who are preaching and in the middle of their preaching, they stopped and they told the enemy something to get back because of the harassment. So we're looking for what feels like God, what is what you've experienced in the past as God, and what correlates with the God that you know in Scripture as he reveals himself. So for me, as Declan came into the room, I would say, Lord, I, I think I sense you agreeing and smiling that we picked the right topic for today's class because the man of prayer came in. Um, that's what I would write. Um, it, it doesn't have to be that profound. <laughs> It could be simple. God, I, I sense your presence. Um, as Joe says, as you tune into that quietness. Go ahead. While you're doing that, I, I feel led to read this to you. Second Corinthians 10.5 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. The Bible never asked you to do something that's not possible. As you're in this place your the ears of your heart are hopefully awakened in a way that maybe they weren't when you walked into the room and maybe you're still trying to connect with that and I just want to say that is okay it is okay God is totally fine with that 
He is pleased with you. He loves you as you're trying to lean into him. There is nothing that pleases him more. So there's no failing. There's absolutely no way you can fail this. Your last step in this part is to respond. Respond to God. Write out, or if you're not a writer and you're like, uh, say it in your heart. I just encourage you to write it out because you have something you can hold on to when you think back on this exercise when you walk away from this room. Write out a prayer of thanksgiving. Tie it into that thought that you gave thanks to him for. Write out what you received from him and share with him your feelings and thoughts about what he may have shown you in just these few minutes. We're going to continue with this practical exercise, but just do a praise break. One of the things we would suggest is just tell him how you feel as you would tell another person. As Leona said, we don't have to make it all spiritual. Right? You may need to. It could to... be, you know, it could be God, you know what? You're an awesome God and you rock. Yeah. He can translate it. Exactly. <laughs> he can translate it. He knows what you mean. You may even want to ask for forgiveness. And if you're really stuck, you can ask him, how would you like me to respond? He can, he can tell you how you feel. He can tell you how he would like for you to respond. I'm going to be quiet now.
So while we were waiting for you guys to answer that, I, I was reading this board. And actually, there's some pretty awesome things up there. So as I was reading this, I felt like the Lord was saying, why don't you ask people in class this question? What's your mood today? What's your mood? I say, Lord, what's my mood? What's my mood today? Now, it doesn't have to be one of these up here. I'm just saying the question. It could be tender. It could be sad, angry. It could be silly. It could be energized. Because one of the things that the Lord... I'm convinced really wants to know, right? He's living inside you, he knows, but he wants to know what are you feeling? Where are you? What are you feeling? It's okay. We don't have to do the Christian. Praise the Lord and the Holy Ghost. We we know all that, but how are you really feeling? There are more times than not that I wake up in the morning and I don't know how I'm feeling. Like Nine times out of ten. So what I do is I say, Lord, how am I feeling? Because there, there's, I don't know why. I haven't figured that part out. But I'm beyond trying to figure it out because it doesn't matter the why. There's an obstruction there. I know that he knows. So I just go to him. And sometimes yeah. it changes. Many times I get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I'm first talking to God, the first thing I say is, God, this sucks. Because I don't want to be up at 3.30 in the morning. I don't want to go into work. And I don't want to deal with those people, you know. And you know what? God's okay with that. It's like, okay. Well, get up and let's see how you're feeling about half an hour. And I get up and I start getting dressed. And I go, you know what, God? Okay, well, you know, it still kind of sucks, but I feel better now. It's like, okay. You know, we have to get into this place where it's it's okay. God's all right with that stuff, right? And sometimes for me, I get confused between how I'm feeling internally and how my body's feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I wake up and what's all wrong mm-hmm. and all, but my attitude's not there. Mm-hmm. My body's there. Sometimes I let my body. Mm-hmm lead the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, that happens and to me a lot. I let yeah. my, you know, that happens to me a lot. Oh, man, yeah, my shoulder know. hurts. Man, this really sucks. I'm getting old and my shoulders. <laughs> you know, I have no cartilage left. And, you know, all that happy thoughts, you know, first thing in the morning. But when I focus on what I'm feeling rather than what I'm physically feeling, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes two different, two different yeah. things. And that's why this exercise is good in that you can identify what you're feeling emotionally, right, relationally, and also begin to identify what's going on with you physically, right? And and God, you know, we've taught you guys, I hope you all know, and we'll just say it just to be redundant, you know, this is not about what your feelings, but you are created in the image of God. That includes having feelings. So feelings are not sinful. If we let them lead us all the time, they are. So there are times when I go to enter into God's presence and I don't feel him. I'm doing end quotes with my fingers. That does not mean that God is not present because his word is sure. He says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So as pastor was teaching about grace and truth, I have to anchor to the truth that he is present. Whether or not I feel him or not, he is present. Yeah. She has to anchor to the truth and give herself some grace. Uh Uh 
So um, we're going to go to the next part. And um, so what, what we did was we, we gave you kind of just what we just went through. And you walk away with that. But the next part is I'm going to read you, or you can read in your own device, Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. And if you uh, need to, um, we're going to, you know, you close your eyes if you want. If you don't close your eyes, that's okay. We're still talking about meditating in scripture now. Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. Now it happened as they went meaning Jesus and the disciples, that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Stop and ask the Holy Spirit, to show you this scene as if you were a spectator in the room, maybe one of the disciples. Just close your eyes or with your eyes open, it's not mandatory that you close your eyes. You, you've got an imagination, it works with your eyes open too. And just see that scene for just a moment. I'll give you a minute. Now, as you're think, seeing this scene, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Jesus was now in Bethany at the home of his friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. He had been traveling and teaching his disciples, as well as those who encountered him with questions, those needing deliverance or healing. You get that if you had been reading the whole chapter. Mary chose to sit before him and listen while Martha was busy with what we call ministry. Now I'm going to ask you to change your perspective. Imagine that you are like Mary and you have the chance to be with Jesus. Just taking a deep breath, tense all your muscles, hold your breath as long as you can, and then breathe out and release all your tension. And as you do, I also ask you to pray what Samuel prayed in 1 Samuel 3.10. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Listen to what Jesus has to say to you about this. He might have something to say to you that continues what you started earlier, or he may have something to say to you about this passage. I'm going to give you three minutes. <clears throat> Write down what you sense. If you if you need a little guidance, um, you can ask Jesus what was on your heart in this scenario.
see most of you in that place, and that's good. Some of you are writing. Hold on to what you got. Don't allow my voice to interrupt that flow. I'm just going to tell you that there are a bunch of questions that you can ask of the Lord when you sit to do this type of exercise with him that are on the paper that Jean handed out to you. There are more questions you could ask. And what is most important is that you just take note of what you receive. This is not the time to judge it or analyze it. You can do that later. It would be as if Joseph and I were having a conversation and I start interjecting and interrupting him as he's trying to tell me something that's on his heart because I'm trying to see if he's still talking to me like a Christian or if he's really bearing his soul. That would not be the time for me to do that. I first need to hear what's on his heart. And then I can go to him and say, hey, you were you were really hurt. Maybe you were talking from the flesh because some of the things that you said were like not really you. Allow God the grace to do that with you. Everything you get is not, is you're not writing scripture. This is not at the same level as scripture. So if you get something and you review it later and you go, wow, well, that was kind of off. That's okay. God knows how to bring correction. So trust the evaluation of what you received process and do it after you have received. Don't do it while you are receiving. Does that make sense? What we want you guys to do is to, um, we've got literally two minutes left in class, which is not sufficient time and people have to go and do kiosk stuff. But we want those of you who don't mind to share with the class some of the things that you got, like what you wrote down, not how you feel about the exercise, but what you wrote down at any point in the, in the exercise. One or two of you. We'll see you guys next week at uh, 12 o'clock upstairs in 223. There will be food. This is the last class in this room at this time. So one of the things that we want to ask you guys to do is people that you know that have come to this class or um, may be interested to help us spread the word um, that the class um, is changing, new time, new place. Um, and we would love to see um, we would love to see you guys uh, there and uh, pray that you would continue to. And we know it's a sacrifice for everybody. It's a sacrifice for us. Um, but we are in a season of sacrifice. Um, and it's interesting. We talk about how God speaks. Well, it's just I'm seeing that everywhere. It's just like everywhere I turn, it's like, you know, there's a, there God is just is showing that you know things are shifting and things are changing and um, how much do we want to hold on to the things that we're comfortable with and that we've been doing for so long and are are we ready to put aside our agendas or our comfort and begin to do the things that God are calling us to do right and that's for every one of us. That's not only on a church-wide level. That's on an individual level. Because if you haven't been to service, uh, I would highly suggest you go. Because pastor's talking about some really, really radical stuff. Radical, radical. And it's going to challenge every single one of us. And it's going to cause us 
to go to the Lord, and it's going to cause us to go to Scripture where it should, right? Because pastor will be the first one to tell you, don't just listen to what I'm saying, right? You go to the Word. You be like the Bereans. You go to the Word, and you study the Word and see if what he's saying lines up with Scripture. From the Scripture I've been reading and what he's been saying, it lines up right right down the pipe. But that means that I've got to search myself. Because you know what? I got some issues. I have some issues that I'm going to have to deal with to, so that I will be in line to be able to do what God is calling us to do. All of us. So, that's great. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anybody yeah, want share to share if you guys anything? Have anything to share? And if not, that's fine. Thank you, Jean. Um, with the Mary and Martha situation, that really hit home. Because I'm realizing now that I didn't spend enough time with those that I needed to. And I was so busy worrying about keeping the house clean and doing all of these things that I missed out on a lot of precious time. And you can't, can't get it back. So it, it's so important to find our priorities and make sure they're lined up where God wants them to be. Because mine were not. God really revealed that to me. Thank you for your vulnerability, Gina. Thank you. Gina, would you come up here with Joe and I? Same thing is in Kuru with her. I was saying that Mm, okay. So you had a prayer of forgiveness. Could you come up too, please? Come. We're going to pray and close the class, um, but I want you guys to know that the, this particular scripture wasn't chosen in order to bring condemnation or rebuke, because we've often heard it taught that way. Um, if you are willing to wait just a minute, you've got a minute, you guys have a minute to spare? When I did that particular scripture, what the Lord told me was, I was just so relieved to get off my feet. I had been walking for miles. And when I was there present, I was comfortable. I was with my friends. I felt at home. Just like Declan feels at home right now, knocked out into those arms. And I loved Martha's heart. I loved her heart because she wanted to serve me. She wanted me to have my physical needs met. That's why she wanted to be so busy about, you know, serving. But I was just in that place where I just wanted to be with. And what she wanted to do wasn't wrong. What she wanted to do for me was not wrong. It wasn't wrong. There was nothing wrong about it. I just wanted to enjoy their company. Because I enjoy the company of those I love. And I believe he would say to you ladies that the company of those you love is not lost forever that what you now recognize, just be sensitive to in the moment because there are times when he will call you to minister, to be about serving.
and not about sinning. But because he's shown you something, he shows it to you because he intends on allowing you opportunity to sit with those family members. <clears throat> it's, it's not lost permanently. It's not. Jean, would you close us out? Lord, I thank you that you are the doer of time. That, Lord, um, I just think there's so many different examples that you've given us that what seemed like mistakes in the past was nothing more than foundation for growth in the future. Yes, yes, God. So, Lord, we thank you for your time and your season. We thank you that there are Marys. We thank you that there are Marthas. Yes, We thank God. you, Lord, that, that your word can instill in each of us a different response. Lord, help us to recognize the times and the seasons. Help us to recognize that while it is a sacrifice, it's also a, a step to freedom, a mm. step to enlightenment. Yes, God. To, and I don't mean that in a new age sense, but yes, Lord, your revelation God. in your word, your revelation of, of clearing our heart, Lord Father, of clearing our mind, Lord Father, that we may actually be and do what you've called us to do, which isn't doing. Um, That's right. But Lord, it's, it's being your child, being obedient to your love. Um, I just ask, Father, as we walk out of here, no matter how we felt about this exercise, mm. whether it be completely awkward and uncomfortable or familiar and common to what we already do, Lord, let us go deeper with you. Let yes, us take God. it to a different level. Let yes, us, Lord, God. meditate on your word night and day. Mm. And Lord, if that is just one word, come on, one word, let yes. us meditate on that until we get what you are trying to tell us. Let us walk the path that you desire for us and none other, looking neither to the left nor the right, but instead saving to your loving embrace. Lord, we go out on a new journey. A new step is doing a new thing. Help us, Lord, not to guide behind, but fully embrace what you reveal in your love. And help us, Lord, walk it out. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week.